What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Today is a beautiful day. This is the Voices of the Black and Gold. I'm Nick Celso and Eric here. Celso's, hey, he's on vacation and still made it. He can't miss the fire of this show. He can't miss the fire of this show. It is only three o'clock where he's at. I might be a little too hyped because he still might be tired. Isn't it like (laughs) three o'clock tomorrow where he is? It's three o'clock, just to be clear. You know, but look, the dedication to the LAFC is a big one. And hey, when you have a banger of a five game to zero, I'm sure no matter where you are, you're going to have to get up and come and vote. I had to get up for that one. Had to get up. Uh, How are we doing, Celso? How how is it over in Greece, buddy? Oh, it's been good, man. You know, just uh, don't even want to talk about this stuff. I just want to talk about the game that I just had to to really stop and watch it. Uh, yes, I'm on vacation, but you know I had to catch up on LAFC. People recognize the team here, which is amazing. That's the one thing I had to say. No. And, uh, yeah, man, it's it's starting to be a global team. So and you're wearing the kit. About that. So you're wearing the kit, and someone says colonizing the old continent. Absolutely, everybody knows it, and I have no name in the back, and you still get comments about the team so pretty impressive my man that is amazing eric i mean listen bro how cool is that right like he's over in greece he's walking around and they see the kit and they know lafc because everybody knows lafc right now i mean on top of being the right now you know the arguably the best team in north america it's, I mean, look, at it. it's black, it's gold. It's a beautiful kit. Just from a stylistic standpoint, if you didn't even follow the game and you saw this kit, you would just be like, man, that is a sharp kit right there. So I can't, I can't blame people for noticing. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and true. people want to know because they see LA and they know that, you know, they know what's going on. And listen, it's a matter of time. And if the, the titles start coming and things continue to do what, uh, you know, the trajectory that they're following, Watch out, man. This team's going to be talked about. By the way, Eric, I got some Palmeiras comments too, my man. Like, I was like, what yeah. are we doing? We were all the way here in Greece. And so we, I'm like, oh, I'm LAFC. And then I say, well, I'm from Brazil. And then all of a sudden, like, well, Palmeiras, man. I love Palmeiras. And I'm like, oh, you're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah, <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You see the global brands, right? You know, you yeah. do some some good stuff you make some some moves and suddenly you're in the global scene no it's very true uh we have guests on here with us also let's yeah, oh see we're all over this is a right truly here. international I mean, voices is, of the viking gold this is what the voices is about this is what it's about right like we're a little bit everywhere and yet we're still all talking about this beautiful club and mm-hmm. um you know i'm gonna get to guest on because he wrote something really beautiful after the game that uh got a ton of likes on it i thought it was absolutely great but eric i gotta finish up with you on this how was the tailgate man you know we, I, I got there at 2 o'clock, and it was the most packed I've ever seen a tailgate that far out from the game. Couldn't even get a spot on the outside. Had to go to the middle. It was packed. The energy, again, is doing nothing but growing and snowballing. Saw a bunch of kind of the same same people there. Everybody doing their thing, man. I mean, what's to say? Like, tail, like tailgate experience is, is part, part of the joy of the game here. You know? Yeah, I bet. I can't wait to come and do it. I know Gaston, when he gets to come, he's going to look forward to, to doing a nice tailgate at LAFC. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. You had the tent up, Eric, everything? 
we had the tent up. Yeah, you know, and, and since we're in the middle, the tent, the tent was popular because the sun comes out. People, you know, if you can drink in the shade versus drink in the sun, it's a, it's a no-brainer. So, yeah, we had we had a bunch of families come kind of set up around our area. And, yeah, it was just – and that's the thing with tailgates. It's LAFC. It's like we're a big family, you know. So, it's when you see that uh, that gear on, like, you already know your friends. And so, yeah, you just, you just meet all kinds of people and uh, – yeah, man. I mean, get get to the games early. Meet your friends. It's so much fun, especially yeah. on the weekends. I can't yeah. I can't agree enough with this one. <laughs> oh, they have the band going there. Day one song. Yeah. Any skateboard fans? I mean, he's a skateboarder. Skateboarder. He yeah, I mean, we, we tell our story, man. Like, and the fact that like, we started coming to the stadium and ultimately just meeting you know, some of us, and and now like you know Eric and I, of course, are really good friends and. But the, the circle of friends around Voices of Black and Gold is definitely growing. So, growing. you know, no please doubt. stop by and uh, whether it's inside the stadium or outside the stadium, uh, right. you know, it's good to see that uh, people are starting to, to come around. So, you know, the thing is, is last year when we were doing Spaces, we all were angry, right? And this wow. year, what if you're watching the show, you're like, yo, these guys are such like we homers so because we have so many positive things to say. And the reason I'm saying this is because I poured my heart out after the game. I love this team. I think this, yeah. this is amazing to be able to feel this happiness from this team. It gives me a lot of joy to do this, to talk with you guys, to, to just watch the matches. But Gaston wrote something so beautiful, just talking about how much joy this brings. And I thought it was great because it shows how all of us feel about it. And the in the roller coaster that we have taken over the last two years is so dramatic. Gaston, like everything you said was spot on, right? Like this club really does bring so much joy and it does feel like a, almost a gift to be able to, to say, hey, this is my team. It is for sure. I mean, LAFC is something unique around the world. I mean, uh, in South America here, yeah, we are very passionate. Celso knows about it too. But but what LAFC brings is not only that passion and that, that love for the club, but that sense of, of community in which everyone can get involved. I mean, in the, in the 3252, you can see flags from Germany, uh, Colombia, um, El Salvador, from all around Latin America and the world in general. And you see, you see kids, you see... Uh, families, you see people of, of all ages having fun, enjoying, and uh, watching watching this sport we all really love. And uh, not only that, but but what what LAFC is building, aside from the the community, uh, is a super team, and, mm -hmm. and that's a combination that that honestly I I had never seen. Uh, at least in in America, uh, in America, the continent, and uh, possibly in, in the world, it's 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 great because because you can see a mix of this American sporting uh, culture, which is really particular in a good way, uh, mixed with uh, the Latino influence. With uh, there's a Korean community. There's it's like a, a global club in a global city like like LA so it's fantastic honestly it's nothing like it and I think you're mentioning a little bit of the mix of people on the stands and it's true um and I I try to explain that to people because of course I'm a lot more excited about LAFC than most people so when I'm wearing a shirt I'm like do you know what this is yeah, I want to yeah, tell yeah. you all about it right yeah and, 
Yeah. And 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 what I come down to is like the the, the true the aspect of community that you find in yeah. some of the stands. You know what I mean? And Eric is from the Midwest. I grew grew up part of my in the Midwest, but ultimately you're you have like representations of the different pockets of communities of LA in our stands and right. having been in other MLS stands, you know, we went to Salt Lake City, Columbus, um, New York. Uh, it's it's just not like that. And mm-hmm. it's yeah. it really is representative of the culture of the team. Even the Los Angeles Galaxy, I'm sorry. It's just not like that. It's a different yeah. vibe. And I think that's where we capitalize. Yeah, yeah no, no, no doubt. Uh, so listen, I see a lot of people are watching on Twitter. Uh, if you're if you're commenting, we aren't going to see it. Make sure you go over to YouTube and come over there. Give us a subscribe. Hit the like button and, and hit that now, uh that that notification button. But uh, we can't see if you comment. So come on over here and join us in this conversation. Uh, but you know, this is a community. And when I see anyone walking in Hawaii with an LAFC kit, I always go and say something to him. And my wife is like, what in the heck is wrong with you? And I'm like, yo, I got to say something, you know, like I, I got to share the excitement. Uh, and with that excitement, we got to talk about five goals uh, over the weekend. Five goals, right? It was beautiful. All in the second half. You, yeah. Second half second too, half. right? All Amazing. in the second half, dude. Uh, we, we, we have some, um, I mean, some guys that are just – Scoring that don't really score a lot. I mean, this was uh, Sifu, uh, I mean, um, uh, Mario's second goal, but it was a beautiful, beautiful header that he did in. I, mean, I just thought it was, you know, Mario's game this year has been a lot better. Last year, you would have heard me complaining about him a lot. I constantly felt uneasy with him on the back line. This year, you don't have to be uneasy. This guy has really just stepped his game up, uh, in my opinion. Um, you yeah. know, you have uh, so you got Sifu that got it in you got Arango you got Arango you got Vela you got um Mario and then we had an on goal that on goal for me I said it was a blessing goal they didn't uh, give it the blessing a, no they actually yeah. chopped it up as an on man goal. what a bunch of haters yeah I was <laughs> I was really hoping that it was going to be blessing you know I was like oh, man, yeah yeah uh but this is a cool thing right so Sifu yeah. has had a great year. Let's talk about Sifu. This is where we're going to start. Sifu has had a great year this year, okay? Um, this was his first game that he had a goal and an assist in, okay? But he's had multiple assists and he's had multiple goals. He, he's actually – this goal and assist in this particular game has now made him his career high for both in MLS. So he is really playing on a different level um, he's one of the guys that I expect that will not be here next year. I'm, I'm assuming that someone's going to buy him. His quality yeah. is so freaking high and someone that I will hate to lose. Um, but we got to talk about him. He's been amazing. Uh, Gaston, I'm going to start with you. Let's talk about the quality of goal that he had and then just what he is given to this midfield in your opinion. Well, that, that goal uh, well, that that Palacios cross was perfection. That was, wow, perfect. You're right. Perfect. I should have started with that. You have what to forgive cross. me. So, so thank Marino? you for saying that. No, because it's true. I mean, oh. we've seen it in MLS. Oh, we've seen oh, it yeah, in MLS. Right. <laughs> we've seen it in MLS to Vela, and then he did it to to Sifu. Yeah. So please, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, and yeah, well, today I I got I got some some messages from a Brighton and Cole Valbian fan. Asking me, please let let Sifu go, because there's no. a rumor that Brighton wants to to buy Sifu, 
And uh, yeah, it seems like he's getting a lot of international attention. I mean, there were rumors of Leeds United, um, Leicester City, and now Brighton and Hove Albion, who has uh, Moises Caicedo, another Ecuadorian baller. And uh, yeah, it would be it would be sad, and uh, but also something to be proud of if if Sifu leaves. I mean, uh, he came here as a promising player from the Europe. Uh, Ecuadorian first division, but pretty much unknown outside the, the the Ecuadorian borders. And right now, he is uh, he's an, an MLS, uh, let's say the stock is MLS up. best best eleven player. I was uh, I'm pretty so. sure that he's gonna be in the best eleven. He should, and uh, that that goal he scored and that celebration. I mean, I, I think that shows Sifu's mentality. I so don't think he was satisfied me. with the goal. Explain I, I think that I, I was confused. I felt, I felt yeah. that I, I literally kept on writing in the chat, like, dude, why did he put his head down? Why did he walk like that? It was. I, I personally thought it was a great goal. So explain I, I, it. I, I don't know. Perhaps he was like, yo, this is too easy for me. Like, I'm Sifu. I can score better goals. And this was a tap-in. Okay. okay. So, I don't know. That's that's what I want to take away from it. Eric. <laughs> let, let, let me say with that a couple of things with the Sifu goal. Like, how many times have you seen a player just completely blow that shot and not put it in? Oh. Like, we yeah. all look at that like that's that's a gimme, that's a tap in, like no brainer. But then you think about it, it's like how many guys like fluff that shot, you know? It's so seeing Sifu have the calm head and stay composed and, and stay professional is a mark of his character. And how much he's developed, I think. You know, the I also agree. It's not, it's not uh if he goes to Europe, it's when, which well, kind of yeah. brings me up what I want to ask you guys is okay, like how let, let's let's say you know we, we go through at the end of the season, he continues his form and he leaves it in the winter. Like, how much do you think LAFC should be I looking? How much do you think what do you think the offer is gonna be? Like, like, do you think he has oh, I thought you were gonna say, would you take him as a DP? No, 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 no. See, thinking Let about this, a lot, of, a lot of our guys, and maybe we'll get to more, you, when you look at Sifu and Palacios and Arango and Rossi and Atuesta, these are proof of concept guys that say, hey, mm, if fair. you're 18, come to LAFC, stick here for a couple of years, and you're going to move off. Like, for sure. Sifu Understood. moving to Europe, we embrace. Like, this is okay. part, this is what our club does. Yeah, so, fair. but with, with how good he is, you know, I think I ran across on transfer market, not to kind of cheat it. They they had him listed as seven point one million, which I was I was like, man, that that's a big jump because I think we picked him up for I think it was under three when we got him, maybe even less than that. So let let's say end of the year he goes, like how how much do you guys think he's going to go for? What's the transfer fee going to run? I mean, like, what what is he here for? A couple hundred thousand, right? Was he here for six hundred thousand? Well, no, no, no. That's that's his salary. I mean, for a team to buy, yeah. His no, contract, I'm saying, what do we pay him? Six hundred thousand in salary? Yeah. Oh no, I think he. I think he's. I think he's more like four or five hundred thousand. So if we get ten million dollars, we're happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I more than him. Yeah, no, but, I think but, so. But I, mind, think, yeah, I think we should get more. Six. Yeah, but the, the thing is, Sifu is an Ecuadorian player, and Ecuadorian players aren't um, like like don't have this hype around them. Perhaps if Sifu was, let's say, Argentinian or Brazilian, he would be worth more than that. 
but it's also our Euro, uh, Ecuadorian player coming out of MLS and that for the European clubs um, perhaps is like a, a message or, or, or something that perhaps can make his uh, price a little bit lower. But yeah, I think that 10 million euros, not dollars, is a realistic a realistic I, price tag. No, I, I, really, I really do. And I think, I honestly, I, I think that the club would jump on it. Um, I said this about Rossi and I mean it like some of these guys you just, I will follow forever. Right. Like, and, and you got to constantly check in on Rossi and see how he's doing after every finger I check to see, did he play? How many minutes did he get? Did he score? And Sifu will be the same guy. Like Sifu for me is how do I explain it? He, you know, we talked about Moose being the blue collar guy. Sifu does all the work and doesn't expect any praise dude it's the yeah. strangest thing man it's like Thank i just you. want it it's so cool because he's young and it shows how oh. humble and respectful he is but i also want him to be understand his worth bro hey, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry i'm getting a little goosebumps about yeah, it because yeah. he is he's very good and if he ever gets a little bit of a chip on that shoulder though never lose the humbleness or respectfulness but gets a little bit of that chip on that shoulder and then oh, says, no, 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 I can't make that. As Gaston said, maybe he was like, no, I could have done that a lot harder and better. You know, yeah. like, let me show you what seafood's really about. I want that. And if he does that, bro, he's a 15, maybe close to a $20 million player in my eyes, you know, like, oh, yeah. that's yeah. a bit of a homer though, right? Well, like, you know, I'll, I'll own that. Record. I, I yeah. think I think a couple things, you know, you know, when you talk about his character's attitude, not to mention the guy is a physical specimen, you know, like the, the thing is, is what a lot of people, you know, when he came in, he is one of the physically strongest guys in the league. Like he is just a buff ripped guy. Like he right. is a brick, you know, right. and uh, right. and the other thing, you know, we were we were talking before in our group to some of the supporter group people. And they said, you know, where he lived, he would come down in the courtyard of the apartment and he'd just kick the soccer ball around with the kids in the neighborhood, you know, and it was a oh, fairly wow. regular thing. And when you hear that, like, that's just a love of the game. And that's, that's love what you hear in a guy. Love of the game, yeah. dude. That's, that's beautiful. That, that's a beautiful I, thing. I, yeah, I, I, also, I, I think last on this, we're going to have a World Cup. He's, you know, if, if he gets in there, if he has a good World Cup, you know, I do think his value could start to push 10. I think I think short of the World Cup, I think he's probably going to be like a six six to seven million dollar transfer, which is ridiculous for a guy. And again, if if that scenario plays out, it's really it's really going to do wonders for us. So, do you think seven would be good though? You know, I I you got to take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, for us, you know, we are homers at this too. But I mean, look at you know, a Twesta was also a best eleven guy. And he's a guy that we would all probably put right around the same place in his prime. And he, he went for six and it struggled yeah. different economic times because of, you know, the, the pandemic, but Fair. you know, I, I think, I think it depends how the rest of the year goes. If we have a great campaign, he ends up a best 11 guy. I think the number's closer to eight. You know, I think if he kind of disappears, I mean, speculation, but, uh, but I, I think at the minimum, like a 6 million outgoing transfer to Europe for Sifu is, is realistic. If not more, Throwing a good World Cup, it could be ten, you know. But uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. What yeah, a turnaround for him, by the way. What a turnaround, yeah, huh? Oh I yeah. About to ask you, I was about to ask you, uh, uh, Celso, about uh, what you thought yeah. about Sifu now that you're back. The, the, the most, yeah, I'm having some troubles here, but no, the fine. most important thing that I have to say is the turnaround. This guy 
first game of the last season was subbed out by Bob and just got pissed off. Just went mm. off, and and it, mm. and if if that was a, a sign of the the season to come, you know that embodied what it was to be, because it, you knew that the, our young players were not having a good time, and mm. if you're not having a good time as a young player, you're not going to develop. So a year later, Sifu to me was the orchestrator of this game, and 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 this win. Now he still has ups and downs. He had one of his worst games at Real Salt Lake, but it doesn't matter because every single day he can be a different player that can produce and and have an impact on the score. Now That's overall, right. the body of work, I think he's ready. You know, he's been in Asista for a couple of years. He's in that kind of prime age, twenty one, twenty two, which is ready for for a next transfer. And he's shown, like you said, the the talent that it's almost like a little bit too easy for him here. He probably needs to have some better quality teammates, better quality defenders around him. And that may be what takes him to being a very good player to a great player. He can mm-hmm. be a, a, a decision and you know, a deciding factor for Ecuador. I'm very mm-hmm. excited about Ecuador in the World Cup because they oh, have they a lot like of players, right? Course. And I they think do. they're kind of a little bit of that South American dark horse. There's always one team that surprises in, in I think they can be it. They can be a quarterfinal team. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I, I sort of was looking at my notes and was jumping around. I was talking about Mario, then Sifu, and I apologize about that. But we sort of skipped over Mario a little bit. And so this was one of the questions. What do we think about if he would leave at the end of the year also, which is very uh, – after this year is definitely a, a possibility. As I said uh, when I was trying to talk about him at the beginning is he scored his second goal this year uh, with LAFC. Um, but, you know, I, I said it. I was nervous with him last year and this year he has been absolutely fantastic on the back line. Um, to Eric's point about what Sifu growing to be a beast with this club. Mario has grown to be a beast. Like his presence on that line. Now he just walks tall. Like how I say, I want Sifu to have that little bit of that chip. Mario has yeah. like, he has that chip that I'm asking for. Yeah. And you know, I was iffy about it, but this year is completely different. Celso, where are you at on Mario? Like, how- so I just, yeah, so a couple of things. I just, we, we know, I know, by the way, great job on Alicia Rodriguez last week. You know, she came back and talked about the, the, the drama with the OCSC, but also, you know, at the end, you guys asked her about Mario because something about Mario was not clicking last year. And, you know, if you look at him, playing today, he really is the anchor of that defense. Whether Chiellini is there or Segura is there, you know, I don't see any difference in our defense. And I feel like both can actually play pretty well, but Murillo has to be there. And uh, I, I, again, I think it's a, it's a vibe, right? It's something about the locker room that has improved. It's having Ilya Sanchez in front of him and also having a very competent center back to his side. Um, transfer market has him at 2.2 million as his value, like he used to be 1.2, essentially when we when we purchased him. So if anything, the player is developing and it's going towards what he, um, you know, where we want him to be. Is he ready for a major transfer? I'm not sure because okay. just like last year, he wasn't that great, and now suddenly right. he's the best, right? Right. Uh, right, right. To me, center backs need a little bit more time. So maybe let's say next year he does the same type of quality, then you would possibly see him move from there. I actually prefer him not to move at all. You know, I think no, that I would too. 
I think he needs just a little bit more time to be to to develop and to show the world that he's a quality player. I mean, Colombia is always stacked with players. Ecuador is a different case, right? Because again, national team matters here, right? And Mm -hmm. Colombia, to me, and that's that applies to Chicharito too. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit harder to crack, right? Okay. If a Brazilian crushes yeah. on the MLS, right? He's 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 just not going to make the national team, hmm. at least not right now. Yeah, so, you know, it could be it in different in a few years way. though in MLS also. A hundred percent, no, hundred percent. Yeah, and sure. and I, I'm just talking about the current players that we currently yeah, have yeah. from right. those two countries. Fair, fair, hundred percent. Eric, but where he's are on you at? Man, and I'm excited. No, it is. It is. Eric, where are you on the Murillo? Are you, do you think, yeah. are you with Celso? Maybe we would hope that he wouldn't leave because also, as I said, we have a lot of people that are possibly going to be moved. I mean, yeah. as y'all said, Palacios, seafood, that's already a lot. Put a Murillo and, and, in there too. And maybe what if God forbid a fall, dude, we are like, <laughs> really we, starting we, to work around. <laughs> and we still, and we still have depth behind it, but you know, kind of, kind of for context and background, I think the reason why we kind of got into the subject is because with every team having a season like ours, it's got mm-hmm. too much talent to stick around and they're going to get swooped up by bigger things. Cause that's just no the question. evolution of the game. So these hypotheticals, yeah. that's kind of what we're going through now mm-hmm. with Mario. Here's first start with some of the things I think really made his game improve. Uh, as you were saying, he really struggled the out last year under Bob. One of the reasons I think is because his support, not necessarily at center back, which it was rough, but at right back, especially when he had Moon back there, he was isolated a lot, one-on-one. You know, as good as Moon was in front, he was horrible in defending. So, Muriel got a lot of practice in game situations of one-on-one situations, of which, you know, he did okay with, and and sometimes he did really well. And I think think experience makes you a better player. And so, now that he has support on the right side, it's either Escobar or Hollingshead. Now, that's Mm -hmm. plenty of defensive support, so he's less – he's isolated less often – but since he's got so much better at, at how to handle himself while being isolated, people just don't get past him anymore. And so mm-hmm. that's, it's yeah. almost like I think he had a trial by fire. And because it was so rough now, he's he's improved as a player because he was forced to do so. The other thing I remember about it, when he first came on, um, they, Bob Bradley would talk about it, that he was just too nice. You know, he was out there and he was really nice and it would really come into how he tackled people. And he was just too friendly of a guy and i think he mm-hmm. needed to be a little more mean on defense and that's something i think i think he's much more professional in defending it's not the camaraderie of the players now it's like you're coming through me first you know sorry but mm-hmm. that's how this game is going and so all all of those things i think is really contributing for him to be a better player and he's he's one of those guys also that you know when we're missing him we're really missing him it's pretty much going to be a downgrade from there he's our he's our rock back there so you know um, you bring up a great point though with the young guys cuz last year if you think about it we had a bunch right you had the moon back mm-hmm. there you had fall back there so he had to deal with a lot of younger guys and then you know guess on when when Eric's talking about it which is very true now you have Hollingshead, who is a veteran in his own right. You have a Kalini there. You know, you now Segura is back. So these are people that understand where they need to be. It's not these young, and I'm not, I'm not downing Fall. I think he's amazing. I'm not downing what Moon did, but it's not these younger guys that aren't, you know, they're sort of in, in that tunnel vision as opposed to the, the older guys sort of looking at the bigger picture, right? And so mm-hmm. – do you think that's maybe what it is? Uh, maybe why we were so hard on Mario last year is because he had too many young guys as opposed to 
feeling the confidence of the older guys now that are able to help him do what he has to do on the back line? Yeah. Um, not only, not only the young players, but I think that Bob Bradley's system and uh, way of defending was uh, like it left the the defense the defense uh, way more exposed than Dolos' um, way of approaching uh, defense. Um, Murillo is a fast player, so yeah, he can cover a lot of ground uh, if needed, but he's also sometimes prone. To making some some positional mistakes, um, and uh, I think that Dolo's uh, more compact way of defending helps him quite a lot. Ilya Sanchez is key for me, like the I agree. the stability and the, the the sense of security that a guy like Ilya gives uh, to a defense is is everything, and and not only that, but yeah, of course. You've got Hollingshead and, and the Covaras, the right backs, who are fantastic defenders, both of them. Um, Escobar is, is more of a defensive guy, and uh, they give a lot of support. It's also great that, uh, um, well, of course, Murillo, we, we always talk about that Fall and Segura, the more younger guys, are going to learn from Chiellini, but I'm pretty sure that Murillo has also learned some interesting things from him. Um, he's 28, so I don't see him moving to Europe, honestly. Great point. Yeah. It's, Great it's point. Not an in which, and I just posted some values there, sorry. Across yeah. the pond. But, I mean, I can see him being the, the best defender in MLS. Uh, and, and rolling with it, and you know, I like, I sort of like that actually. Like, like, yeah, of course. Like, listen, you're, you're 28. I mean, I'm, I'm not down in the A's because I'm old, right? But I'm saying 28. <laughs> no, I'm saying 28. And we know how people look at anyone that's, let's say, 32 in, 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 in soccer. They're like, oh, they're getting close to the edge, you know? And it's like, why deal with all that? If you feel secure and happy with where you're at, Stay the course, man. Why not? And he could be that anchor for us for a long time. And then picking up that little stuff from Kalini, like you're talking about, and then pass that down to the next young generation that's coming through LAFC, dude. And he could be that for us. I love it, Gaston. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Eric, go ahead. Yeah, man. yeah. You know, we talk about veteran presence, and it's something we talked about a lot last that's season. Right. And right. we, you know, we're only in our fifth year as a team. So for us, our veteran presence has pretty much had to come from outside of our team to, you know, mm -hmm. to come into our team, just general MLS veteran presence. Now right. we're at the, the place where we can start having guys three, four five years in on our team. And we, we're starting to grow our veteran presence. We get our guys that are a core and they're going to be LAFC lifers. They're going to teach the culture. They're going to teach the youngsters, you know, and, and that, the core of the team that kind of always continues. And then you have your people who, who come through, but uh, you know, that's that Mario would be a great guy for that. I think too. No, he would. Well, now we got to move on from Mario and we got to talk about the man of the club. I, and I know mm -hmm. everybody thinks we won't say Vela, but this guy's turned it on. He is on fire. This is the, the Rongo gang, the Chicho gang. I mean, it's, you know, Uruguay made this all up. I roll with him on whatever he says. It was Poncho. Now we're on the Rongo. I'm with it. Every time he starts these things, the guy goes on fire. Uh, in 13 appearances, he has um, 10 goals in the last 11 games. Uh, th this is pretty incredible. Uh, he has, uh, what was it? Uh, I wrote it down. I believe it was five goals in the last six games. 
Um, he, he's just on fire, this guy. It seems like, you know, to be honest, it seems like he is playing better with the people that are on the team too, right? And what I mean by that is the the the, the Palacios, the you know the the guys that are now sending the ball in, the Hollings had the Palacios, the you know the um the the Kalinis, they're giving it to him where he needs it. The Vela is even looking at it and putting it in the places. You know, it's beautiful to watch, dude. And some of these goals, I mean, Hollings had letting it go through his leg and it being like these things are class act plays from these guys. And it seems like it's setting up the people the right way. You know, it was Apaku picking his head up and looking for him the other day. And then and then uh, uh, Saturday, it was um, – who, who gave him the assist? It was uh, Vela. Vela gave him the assist, if I'm not mistaken. Because Vela got a goal and assist in this game. And I believe the assist was to uh, Arango. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just – he's on fire. So let's talk a little bit about Arango. Uh, again, he was not a guy – last year, a lot of his goals were through – Penalty kicks and I and everybody was saying give him the DP, give him the DP. I said no way. I said no way. But now this guy has been on fire, and whatever happens for him, this he deserves. Eric, let's hear what you think about Arango. Yeah, I mean Arango is Arango is has turned into this absolute savage in the league, and it's you know we were kind of talking earlier like guys who might transfer out, you know, Arango is a guy who I, he's, he's probably one we should keep around. He's, he's right into his prime as well, but he's another guy who I could see is kind of getting just a, a pretty, one of those transfer offers that you just can't turn down. Like I could see that happening where he's a guy we don't really want to move, but his production is so good. Not only that, like the creativity and the style of his goals, whether it was that, that back heel in Salt Lake that he did where he, I mean, He's unpredictable with how he puts the ball in, and he's so controlled and so clever and creative. I mean, these are all-time highlight reel goals that he's putting in. And and at the rate he's putting them in, 10 goals in 11 games, and I don't – maybe I'm wrong. I don't think a single one of those is a penalty. They're all run-and-play goals. And so – No, they are. They are. Yeah. Not, not only that, before he was putting in goals – he, his, his pressing was great. His pressing is still great, you know? So it's, he, he's kind of turned into a complete forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing. I mean, it, you just kind of sit back in amazement and uh, you know, he, if there's a guy that's really exceeded my expectations, Arongo is that guy. I, I didn't see him becoming this much of an absolute savage out there and and he's there. No, and that's fair. Uh, you brought up a great point about pressing. So I'm going to ask you in, in, in a big way about it, uh, Gaston, is all the guys are pressing. You see Vela pressing yeah. hard. You see yeah. B-Rod. You see them all pressing hard. And so the question is, is is Arango – so what do you think about Arango? And is this just how Dolo said? Because we've heard him say, look, if you're – you have to press. And maybe that's why at first Arango, you know, they said he was out with what, you know, uh, COVID reasons, but maybe he Dolo was just like, look, you got to press harder, dude. We need everyone to press all the time. And so when he did that, he just stepped his game up and now he's pressing and yeah. he's getting it in the box. Yeah. I mean, Dolo's system is a really demanding one, uh, physically speaking. And uh, uh, on, on the last game, I saw Chichorango defending almost as a left wing backs uh, in some place. He was covering for Brian, or for Bela, in, in, like in the rotation, like the rotation also applies to the defense. So that makes Chicho 
a key part of the of the system because uh, Chiqui Palacios we love him but defending is not his strongest point so uh, he needs support he needs support and Chicho provides that perhaps not really recovering the ball but occupying some spaces some he, he's a really smart player tactically ta tactic tactically speaking so um he can occupy those those key spots for um, the opposing team to not have the the passing lines or um just to to be there covering covering a space and uh, i'm really happy for him because the start of the season was was tough he wasn't really scoring but he was he's always giving his best uh am i frozen yeah yeah but it's a pretty handsome no photo. but we can hear you <laughs> oh. we can still hear you you're fine i can hear you though oh right well but overall I'm, I'm really happy for him because he's always giving his best he's a, a really positive guy for uh for the locker room he he is a, a really positive influence, and um, as long as he keeps scoring, I cannot, I can see him being a regular for the Colombian national team. Which, which yeah, he he made his debut against um, Paraguay, I think, in in the in the World Cup qualifiers, and since then he hasn't played again. But I mean, Colombia is a, a, a country that has a lot of talent, but in the striker position. Uh, they lack a little bit of, of of noob of young blood, so I can see Chicho getting some minutes there, and uh, perhaps perhaps a move to a move to Europe. I mean, he's 27, but we I've seen, for example, Dario Benedetto, the now Boca Juniors striker, he moved to Europe when he was around um, 27, 28 years old. So I can see it happening. Yeah, you know, uh, so that's a fair point for both of you guys, and I want to ask. Talk about moving Arango. No way in the world you let him move to an MLS team. No way. Right? No, it no, has no, to be no. somewhere else. It cannot be an MLS. You will not be that crazy to let this, this dude come and do damage on you for letting him go and have that celebration. No way. Right? Or am I wrong? No, I, I think so. I, I think he's in the same boat in that respect as Mario, that partly his age, he's a guy that we're going to want to keep around for a while. And, but sometimes an offer comes in that you just can't turn down, you know, and that's one of those things. It's if so, I think if somebody's going to want Arango or Mario, it, it's going to be a seller's market. And so we'll, we'll, somebody's going to overpay to take him. I, I think is what it comes down to. And you know, it happens. Yeah. You know, um, He's been awesome, man. You know, and I look, I said what I said last year. I meant it. This year, he's changed my mind. I feel this team has changed my mind, though. Like, I loved it regardless from day one <laughs> when I heard that they were going to be an LAFC team, no doubt. But last year, I was down on them. And I, I, I was. You know, I just did not like the way that it was being played. It felt there was something that just felt weird to me. And, you know, it is what it is with the Bob thing and whatever. Some are going to like how he did, some are not. I was a Bob guy until things happened, you know, some of the things. Whatever. That's beyond the point. This year, I just think Dolo has done everything right. When it comes to the locker room, these guys buy into the system. He could go out there and say, yo, just run circles. 
make them chase you, and then just shoot the ball they straight. Will. And they would. Like, they trust him. And I know this because of interviews that we have seen. It's, and I go back to it. I wish he would have been able to post it, but it's the Mikel, it's the, uh, the, the Michele uh, interview with Ilya of him saying, look, Dolo and Vela said we win. So we all win. If whoever's in the locker room that don't want to listen to the gaffer and our leader, then they ain't, they're not part of this. That is beautiful, bro. That's beautiful to hear from someone like an Ilya, you know. And, and so it shows you the the, the how this team is, is is in the locker room. And then you see these awesome pictures of, of them in there happy when they win the games. And, you know, Vela back there doing all these different faces. You didn't see that from Vela all with Bob. You didn't see Vela getting taken off at the 68, 70 second, 70 second minute and, and walking and high-fiving people. He threw his armband. Dolo has a plan. And my, I, I believe it with all my heart that Dolo is not going to let these legs get tired. That we have a plan to make sure that all of our guys are ready for playoff time and we're going to walk away with the supporter shield and the cup. We're going to get the double that hadn't been done in a while. And then we're going to come back and our guys still aren't going to be overworked. They're not going to be so out of shape trying to get their things back. And we're going to play this CCL and we're going to take this CCL home. And then we're going to get ready for the big, the big thing that we all want to win is that FIFA uh, club world cup. I wrote it and I'm saying it on here. I mean it, man. I, I think that that's what John is seeing as the future. He's not looking just for this dude. He's building this team for the CCL and for that, you know, yeah. I believe it, man. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, I was okay. I'm as, out as, here on my own. I know it. I see it. I, I see your faces. I'm out here on my own. Look at Gaston. He don't even know what to think right now. He's like, what the hell is he <laughs> talking tough, about? You know, I, I look after, after the last couple of seasons, you know, when you fall in love with something and you get your heart broken over and over, and over and over and over again. For sure. It's, it's hot. Sometimes it's it's hard to learn to love again. And when we For went sure. through this last spring where we were talking, we were like, I respect looks good. That. Dolo looks good. It. But let's just see how this goes because I, it, it, it hurt me right here. Last I respect time. it. I don't want to be vulnerable. I respect so. it. I'm a little overconfident. I'm a little overconfident. A little bit. And, and I'll take that. Hey, look, I will take, I will take it. Hey, you know, I, I might cry what, a little bit. And I might be upset, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll what take we're doing, what we're doing, is yeah. sustainable. If you it look is. at how we're winning games, it we is. are winning games yeah, sustainably, it is. It is. and it's 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 more of the same, which is just grind them down, grind them down, and five goals second half. You know that first goal, we made them run, we made them run, and and finally they broke, and then we and put in some subs and some fresh legs, and we made them run, and they broke, and they broke. And by by the 65th minute, we were our players had a full step on them every single right. time. Right. Looking at Vela's goal was just Vela ran behind dead legs, and that was it. You know, Dude. and uh, and what they're doing can be done through the rest of the season, and it can be done through the playoffs. You know, nobody's getting too much of a load on them, and uh, that, no, that's it's true. And and then you know, it's it's just like this right here. Tears in my eyes. I can't agree more, bro. Vela. Vela is a different Vela on this team. Vela is a different Vela under Tarundalo yeah. and is a different Vela with the guys that are on this club. It, it's, it's beautiful to watch. His, his demeanor on the pitch is way different. 
he hustles, he he tries to defend, he 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 realizes when he is doubled and even tripled and finds that guy that is open. The passes are always buttery. He's not putting his head down, walking back. It's beautiful. And then he walks away with a goal and an assist in this game. It was great to see him get a get a goal in front of the 32-52. I thought that was absolutely fantastic for him to get because it's been a while since we got to see that from him. Um but yeah, just talk a little bit about Vela and what you guys are seeing from Vela this year, Gaston. So far, well, Vela is a joy to watch. I mean, I, I, I've, I've always tweeted. I haven't watched as much MLS as you guys, but for me, Vela is the best player to ever step a foot on an MLS field. Uh, perhaps he's not the biggest name, but he's the best player out there. Like, there's no one like Vela. You, you can say. Yeah, this is not 2019 Bella. And what? He's the best player. Perhaps Drusi can be the other guy who is who is on fire and, and Mukta. And he is. But he's, but he's on top fire. three. But Bella is always top three. This this, this version of Bella, perhaps well, he has good good statistics and, and goals and assists, but his importance to the team goes beyond the numbers. Like the 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 way he always like like you were saying he can be covered by five six guys and he always finds a, a way out a pass mm-hmm. or or a dribble or or he makes uh or, or or I don't know he he always finds a way out and uh his leadership like this season I'm seeing Captain Bella for the first yeah, time for sure he's, leader he's and Captain, Captain Bella yeah, yeah he is he's sometimes he's he's arguing with the with the referee uh, or or he is uh, talking to his teammates like you could see in the game uh, against Charlotte like he he was uh, advising Brian on, on some runs mm-hmm. and uh, I seen he it. Is, it he almost is... looked like an argument at first I thought I thought he was like yeah. sort of point for not passing it where he needed it. and I was like no yeah, that's yeah. what he asked for and that's you're right Gaston we, and, and we that's asked what you need for that a leader. yeah I mean if you're a leader and, and if you're Carlos Vela, bro, you 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 know you're you know you're the best, and you can make mm-hmm. your teams your teammates better. Mm-hmm. And that's what what Vela said about Rossi when when he left to to Europe. Like it, he wants his teammates to be better for mm-hmm. them to have better opportunities. And that talks to you about uh, perhaps some people can have this this image of Vela of an uh, egocentric guy or. I don't know, selfish, but in on this season, I, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I've seen a, a really professional and humble guy. No, and, I uh, agree. As long as, he's, uh, he's always, he's always smiling. He's always laughing. It yeah. was pretty cool watching him at the All-Stars with the, you know, the, the other Mexican national team guys that he grew up with. It was really cool to see. Eric, let's talk about this, man. 19 times in Vela's career has he had an assist and a goal. 19 times. He's had two already this year. Just to give you a little bit of an example of what he's already doing, two already this year, man, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you got to you gotta stick it in the guy's you smiling? face. You get Because you're sticking it in the guy's face, so this spring was like, eh, I don't think Bella's really worth a DP. <laughs> that was me all spring. But, you know, part, part of it was to do with durability. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, his, his contract is great for us. The Carlos Vela out there is the exact Carlos Vela that I would want to see us have occupy a DP slot. You know, yeah. my 
my concern is much like the heartbreak of uh, 20, 2020 and 21 that I just didn't want to get my heart broken again. So, but you know, Carlos has been just, just love me. I won't, I won't, I won't disappoint you and I haven't been disappointed. So, you know, that's uh, sometimes I'm, I'm glad they don't listen to my rants because otherwise just <laughs> bad things might happen. But <laughs> I'm really happy with Bella. I love yeah. his attitude out there. He he's kind of, he's turned into more of like a creative playmaker and he's kind yeah. of like, he's kind of the general on the field now, which is yeah. not something I really expected to see out of him, but he, no. he's a bit of the general. So, so I, did, like. I want I wanted to ask you guys this, and I'm glad that you just said that, Eric, by any chance, did you guys listen to counter attack on during the, uh, the, the, um, the, uh, all-star. Did you get no. a chance to listen to the interview? Uh, Okay, so it was great. I just, I just want to tell everybody this. It was absolutely a fantastic interview from Vela. Um, it's on Sirius Radio. Uh, I, I enjoy it. I listen to it quite a bit. But he was open and he talked. And it, the, the things that he said were just, it was so good. He literally said, look, you know, the team got so young at a point, like it just felt like I was being, a, had to be a dad all the time. And it wasn't like he was knocking them. It wasn't disrespectful. It was just talking about how much he appreciates what has been brought in and that it lets him, he has some that he has to deal with, you know, the younger guys, then Gareth deals with some of the younger guys and Kalini deals with some of the younger guys. And yeah. so they all have spread it out. So it's not like it's just his responsibility. And it made, it almost made me feel like maybe Bob put all that on him. Like, dude, you've got to show them the way. And he's like, well, dude, I can't show them the way and be the star and, you know, be a family guy too. Like you got to give me a little bit of a break. He didn't say any of that. But I'm saying that's what you got from it. And it wasn't negative. It was still very positive. But the way that he did it is something that in the five years we have not heard. We haven't got to see that part of Vela, which I thought was really, really great. Um, and then uh, just the, him talking about the way that um, Trundolo expects everyone to defend and how no one has the opportunity to lay up or lay off at all, or everybody get, holds that person accountable, I thought was really cool because he he also was saying, look, his style, Trundolo's style is, you're good. We pay you to be here because of what you do. I don't have to tell you how to play your position. Yeah. Go play it. Yeah. So I was like, yo, that is great, right? Like, what can you teach Carlos Vela? Yeah, what can you teach him? So I just thought it was a really great interview. If you guys get a chance, go back and check it out. It's one of the most um, uh, transparent. I feel like he's actually really been, so I thought that was yeah. cool. Uh, I want to give you guys a couple of uh, rundown on our numbers, man. We're sitting 17-4-3 and three right now in this season. We got 54 points. Um, we, we're a 10-1-2 at home this season. We got 32 points out of the 54 at home. Yo. We are a fortress at home. Like we're we're someone not to be messed with at home, Eric. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like you're yeah. there. <laughs> no, I mean on the road, the energy at the bank is getting crazy. It's crazy. Like no, it is. The like, crowd, like, the place is packed and it's loud every time, and people are just ready to lose, lose their shit every single day. Can't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow's the next one. You know, we get 
it's it's, it's going to be crazy. We're going to have Wayne Rooney's DC coming in, and we're going to lose our minds again, and we're going to scream, we're going to yell. And then next next Saturday, we are heading up to San San Jose. I will be heading up there myself. And so it's not only at home. Like home, we're a fortress, of course. But mm-hmm. you know, not not to totally change the topic. But look at the road as well. Like no, we, got we, to. we are just dominating everywhere, and we're That's imposing right. ourselves. And right. I'm not surprised people can't beat us at home because they can't really beat us on the road either. You know? No, and I well, first of all, I want to say this: I think it's pretty crappy that they don't let any LAFC bit fans buy tickets for San Jose, but they're doing that for a reason because our people come and they show up and they show out. You know, <laughs> all, um, all we did now is everybody started talking to their friends with because so here's what they did: you couldn't buy a ticket when you entered your credit card; it had to have a local zip code in the Bay Area. Okay. So all everybody did is start calling their friends up in the Bay Area. Hey, we get me a couple tickets, and then they just transfer them, and that's it. That's all you gotta do, people. Get in there. It's <laughs> always a way. That's true. Whoever That's wants true. it more is going to get it. That's true. So what do you, uh, guest on, on DC, how do you think LAFC is going to show up uh, tomorrow's game? Um, uh, I mean, I, I'm not Will sure. Will we still if, see if, load management? Yeah, I'm not sure if Bale and Kelini are going to be available because that yeah. changes things quite drastically. Because, I mean... We we haven't talked about Brian, but I'm not sure if if he's really being sold. I'm not sure if Dolly is gonna start him. I mean, second game in what three days with yeah. a potential six million transfer uh, on the line. Nah, I don't know if they are taking that risk. But hate six million. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, we, we got to talk about that too because we did skip it. We got to talk about Brian real fast. And but it is a great point. Will he? Will Brian start on DC? I think that will give us a lot of the tell. Uh, but we all know Dolo does not want to lose Brian. So maybe he no. is saying, "Hey, look, I played him here. I'm playing him there." And Brian did look good Saturday. Fantastic. He just can't I see the back of the daggum net, man. He has some beautiful chances. They were there. It just yeah. is not going in. You know, um, but yeah. he's, he is playing well. Um, this is my thing on Brian, though, is I think Brian would be happy here if his agent and his manager would get out of his head. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking problem. in the camera because I hope one day maybe one of you a-holes see this. You've completely ruined this guy here, man. He could have been happy, and they keep on trying to push him out. They keep on trying to push him out. And at this point, as much as I want him to stay because – Honestly, I like his attitude this year. I think he has been great. Last year, not so much. Riding the goats with the sheep. No, I don't need it. This year, I love everything about it. I just want him to love this badge the way that we do. And so at this point now, I'm to the point. If we keep him, I'm happy. If he moves, it's okay. I hope he does the best. I really hope that he gets rid of his agent and manager so he has a (laughs) successful career because he deserves it. Yeah, he does. He does, but you know yeah, what I mean. His agent is Oscar Ventancourt. So, uh, Oscar, we're talking to you. Yeah, we're, bro. We're it just seems like he's, he's, always, he's yeah. always saying the same thing, right? Like, it's always, oh, he's trying to get him out of there. He's trying to get him out of there. And it's like, if you get it out of his head, dude, let him just play ball and enjoy, man. Like, yeah. he has something cool It'll here. Come. Teammates that love him, you know. Eric, what do you think about this Brian thing? You don't like the six million. No, no. I mean, you know, full full disclosure, I've I've always liked Brian. I mean, Brian's a project, 
but he's a project that I always see on the cusp of breaking out, which, you know, it might be a personal problem too. But for me, six million is just not there because again, the transfer windows closed. If we lose Brian, we don't replace him with anybody. Can, can we get another $6 million offer in December? Probably, you know, Probably. unless a complete implosion. The only other side I see with Buwanga coming in, where's the room for him to go? But the other side, again, you know, to argue against myself for the third time, we kind of do a war of attrition when we play our game. So we just get guys there to run and run and run. And so if you're going to get 45, 45 to 50 minutes of Brian wearing out there right back and making him charge down the field after him over and over, whoever you sub behind him is going to be hitting a guy with a lot of dead legs. And I think just for this alone is another reason similar to when uh, Arango wasn't scoring and they were like, okay, well just press then if you're not putting in press, Brian, if you're not going to score, like just run, just wear them out, make them chase you, make them follow you. You know, it's, it's good enough. And if we're not replacing them, like it's, it's a function that'll help win games. Hmm. And yeah, I think I did say the goat oh, and him riding the sheep. Yeah, hey, look, man, I, I don't say all this is the perfect thing, but if you do put it on a shirt, I'll I will wear one of those just so you know. <laughs> um, and then when it comes to DC, I uh look, I think Rooney, um, I think he'll have the team probably better next year. I don't yeah. think that we'll worry about it uh come tomorrow. Uh I do believe um that we still have a little bit of load management with uh, Giorgio and uh, Gareth. I wouldn't even be surprised if uh, if we're doing really well that Vela comes out relatively early and has, like, let's say, Brian, Apaku, and, and Arango out there or whatever, just switching something up. Um, although Arango has played a lot of games, maybe he comes out and gets a little bit of a rest because I still stick by. I think that uh, – I think that Dolo is going to do one of these situations where we are resting our legs for the rest of the season. I don't think any guy is going to get overworked. Uh, I've seen someone making a comment about Ilya has put in a lot. So He's the one guy who could get overworked, I think. So we could we could I'd definitely like maybe see him, him sit down at some point too, you know. And I'm sure people will have a lot to say about it, but it's the long pitcher, guys. Let's think yeah. about the long pitcher because that's what this is about, right? It's been how long since someone – has won. Anyone let me know, Eric, anyone? How long has it been since someone has won the double? It's been a while. I in my head, I but it, I think it's been at least seven or eight years. I think it's okay. So I was going to say I thought it was uh, nine years. Um, if Al, if uh, someone can tell me, uh, but it's been a while because there's sort of a curse of let's break that. Let's be the team that can actually do that again with the talent that we have in MLS now because that's what everybody says. The talent is too big. It's easy to win one or the other. It's hard to win both because of how good the talent. It's a true champion that that wins both, a true champion. Let's be that team. And Dolo says, I'm not going to run you all to the ground. No. You've had – I'm just making up numbers. You've had 49 hours. He's had 36 Let's let them get to 49 and let you rest for them a little bit. You know what I mean? So whatever it is, I'm making up with some stupid numbers, but you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's the point. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think because he is a player or he was a player, he understands tire legs at the end of the season. And so that's what he's doing. And I, I respect it and I like it. Um, yeah, man. And then when it comes to San Jose, uh, what are we thinking on San Jose? Or do y'all have any predictions on? Well, I need a prediction on both. Actually, I need a prediction on DC and I need a prediction on San Jose. Eric, I'll let you go first. 
DC and then San Jose. I'm going to say uh, 4-0 for DC. And Beautiful. San Jose is going to be a 3-1. to 3-1. So that will be Max's first non-clean uh, sheet in like four games, I believe it is. He's on a he's on a clean sheet record right now. All right, go ahead, uh, guess on where you at. Uh, I can see us winning comfortably both games uh, against both? DC. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, against uh, DC. I don't know three, four, perhaps, and then in in San Jose, two two nil seems fine. Two nil. Yeah, because it's been a lot of games in in a short span of time. So yeah, no, we, you know, we I, gotta I, like, I sort of like what you said. Um, I think. Um, Give me some predictions in here too, guys. I want to see some on the yeah. uh, on the chat, but yeah. I think uh, I definitely think that we will against uh, DC. I think it's going to be for sure four zero five zero. It would be great if we had two five zero games back to back. Like wow. that would be wonderful. And then um, San Jose, I, I think it could be a three nil. You know, yeah. but I could see us losing one and doing a three one, as as Eric said. For sure. No question. It's going to be Bank of California North up there on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be – there's going to be so many – I have a feeling there's going to be so many away fans that we're going to be shocked again. 4-2 San Jose. Okay. That, I can see that. Look, it's away. Uh, it's still in California. It's not like a far trip, so I don't think we have to worry about the travel part. No. But as Gaston said, look, you have a lot of games. Yeah. Like, they've had a lot. And, and so one of these games, most likely we are going to do some type of resting somebody, right? Like we're going to have some type Tomorrow of recycled. Yeah. Our, so our second 11 can win the cup too. They could. <laughs> yeah, our they second could, 11 though. is ridiculous. They could though, probably, because probably, listen, probably, on, yeah. the, on the showcase, they looked, they looked great against America. Right. Yeah. First half. Yeah. So why not? Why not? You know, uh, this has been fun. I've enjoyed it. Thank you guys all for coming and joining us. Guess on. Thank you for coming. Celso yeah. over in Greece showing up for the little bit of time. We appreciate that as always, Eric. Thank you. Nice. But uh, yeah, guys, look, big game tomorrow. And then San Jose, it's going to be fun. Um, we're going to keep it going, man. We're, we're not far away from beating uh, the, the number. I think we, I think we have to win. Uh, I think we got to win nine, nine more games. Nine I think it is or something. I think it is nine out of 11 that we have to win in order to, uh, you know, beat the other streak that got beat by us. So, yeah, we're right there. Because they only played East Coast teams, you mean? That's right. That's right. That's right. And look at the talent that's here now, and we were, we were going to win. So this is going to be a big accomplishment when LAFC does it. And as always, LAFC, um, I love you, bro. I love this team. I love, I love all you. I love doing this. I love being here. LA is black and gold. And thank you all for coming and joining us.